Locked in, baby. Yeah, 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 Make sure we recording on both of those. Yeah, we good. All right, hey, this is a new frontier, man. This is our inaugural podcast where we back to it, man. Once again, real life talk. Charleston White said real life talk. So yeah, real life talk. Well, man. I, I think we might lean on that, man. But this pray. is the first time where we like, let's go ahead and just have, you know, a general conversation amongst men, women, and general people of the population. But we're going to go around the room and have everybody introduce themselves first and foremost. Hey, man, y'all already know what it is, man. It's Jam Visits Cam. Uh, hardest photographer in the world. Hardest photographer in the world, man. You already know what it is, man. Real He's life talk. Who else? That nigga, right. definitely, Who else? That nigga <laughs> is definitely all right. Right. <laughs> it's definitely just okay. God in this game. Man, you already know what it is, man. Uh, real life joker with the real life sweet stars. Uh, yeah. yeah, man, it's your boy Charleston White, man. Uh, yeah, AKA Rat Williams, nigga. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is the ambassador, Ambassador Elliot, AKA Stacey Elliott, better known as the father, the greatest running back in the history of the NFL. Soon will be proven. Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah. Hey. Put some respect on his Real life street stars, yeah. baby. Yeah. Hey, yeah. 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 Put some respect on his name. You already know real life, Rook. Yeah, yeah. Artist rap in the world, real life Jeff, engineering, podcasting, all of that, you know, video. Hey. You know how it go. Real life fast money, but I changed my life now as fast and pray. You already know. Let's go. Yeah. 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 I like that. Yeah. I like that. Fast and pray. Fast and pray. Now, hey, off the rip, man, uh, Toss, you brought up a beautiful point when we first uh, walked in, man, as far as just um, uh, knowledge, black society, black people's knowledge as far as in business and, and uh, their ignorance to it. Yeah. And I want you to just really touch base on that. And anybody, you know, definitely jump in as far as, you know, where they feel as far as we are as a people, as far as our knowledge or either ignorance of just the infrastructure of this American society of business, you know. Uh, There's a scripture. uh, You can say it's a saying uh, that a people will perish uh, from a lack of knowledge. Mm -hmm. Uh, When you look at, at our conditions right now in America. Uh, most of us is perishing from lack of knowledge, but we exist and we live in the information age. Can you hear me? Now? Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, so we we live in the information age, right? So, information is at the tip of our fingertips. The problem with that is learning how to decide to to decipher information, right? You got false information. Uh, you got true information. Uh, and man, you got shit that's mixed together, part false and truth, right? How do you fit, how do you decipher between the two with this with the internet? That I was just about to say that that's where it come in, right? Uh, where do you get your source of information from? Right. So in college, in college, they teach you when you write papers and you say, "I got this data, I got this statistics." Where do you get it from? You right. have to know how to cite right. your source. Right. And journalism. If you repeat something that, and you write it in the paper and you write it or you say it on in a published television show, it can't be a lie. So you have to cite your source. So where are we getting our information from as black people now? Facebook memes. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Google, which, which is not a credible source of information. So when I got into this so-called entertainment industry... I got with managers. I got with people who I thought knew. When we got to the doors and started sitting down at tables with people who really know, I started realizing they don't know nothing either. That could be our parents. So when when our great minds take us further than where our abilities 
has us, right? So when we get to the, the boardroom, when we get to the NFL, who know how to take us any further? If I may add, come in on that, so I started a company called Fifth Down Management. And, you know, I have managed some very big brands. And my son, Ezekiel Elliott, was my first client. I learned a lot on the job training with him. But one thing we have to do is be students, be humble and be students and gather information from various different sources. Um, one of the things that I learned, and I'm going to give you some real good examples, because you quoted a scripture, my people suffer from perish from the lack of knowledge, but we never go to the next verse after that because we reject knowledge. Reject knowledge. So knowledge. one of the things that I realized is, give you a prime example, when you manage an artist, an athlete, a talent, the federal government allows you to buy them gifts. And those gifts that you buy them is a write-off with the IRS. Your client pays you a management fee, that's a write-off. So let me give you a hypothetical. You got a hip-hop artist, and your hip-hop artist pays you $10,000 a month as a management fee. Well, if his gross income that year is 200000 he can write off 120000 or 200000 That 120000 that... He paid in management fees that go to Fifth Down Management. From my income, I could take fifty thousand and buy my client a bust down Rolex. Mm. Did you hear what I just yes, said? Sir. Yes, sir. That's so, what's happening. Okay. In the black community, people will say, like for example, if I roll up in my Bentley truck, oh man, Stacy Elliott, man, they see niggas throw their money away. See, uh, man, he taking all his son money. You a fool. We don't even buy cars. We lease them. And we so 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 that Bentley truck that I have, I pay three thousand dollars a month. Okay. 12 times 3 is what? 42,000. 42,000 42, off of whatever I make that wait, wait, year. Wait, you said 12 times 3? 12 times 3. 36,000. 36, yeah. Thank you. Thir so that $36,000 that I pay on leasing that vehicle that I've been wanting all my life. Yeah. Don't tell me I can't it after I don't work my ass off. You know what I'm saying? I got the car I want, and I'm not giving the IRS that money. Go. I'm reducing my tax free, free game. So I gotta ask, and uh, you know, any of y'all can answer this. It I, makes sense why the record labels give out cars. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch it. It makes sense now. Yes, they, they, they yeah. just they get it, it all it back. Makes they get it back. Yeah, they get it all back. They get it all back. And I'm just curious as far as what age do y'all feel like, you know, our people should learn start learning business and who should teach us? Five. Five. Playing Monopoly, Five. the Monopoly game. Nice, right. See, <laughs> make it make sense. <laughs> see, see, see. My brother here talked earlier about slavery. Yeah. There are three sciences the slave master never wanted to teach our people: the science of warfare, the science of mating. You broke it down. We 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 put more emphasis in breeding pit bulls than who we lay down with and produce children. And the other science they never wanted to teach us was the science of business. So we have to become students and study these things. 
because the information is there. But we have to study these things. And that's why sometimes we got to be careful as black people because, like, no offense, you know, like LeBron James and his team, I know them personally. You might see him with Mr. Buffett and all of that. But my question is always, is he managing his money like Mr. Buffett? See, we get all these pretty-looking symbols in front of us, but why do we die broke and their children continue to eat off of our sacrifice and talent? Hey, man. I don't know why we don't have life insurance. They, they give you the Gerber life insurance, $3 a month. This, this will, this will uh, manifest beyond after the 18. You could probably pull from it. We don't even buy into that $3 a month. We feel like it's a hustle. We don't have the knowledge behind nah, this life insurance. That sounds like a... We Boy, reject it. Sorry. That's the part where we reject yeah. because the lie looks like the truth to us and the truth look like the lie. Mm. It, it, it actually, it, it actually, and that we most stop at the perish part, the lack of. It says forgotten and rejected, right? So we're going to, re- so we in the generation where we rejected this generation, uh, my generation, you can't tell us the truth. We go reject it. Even if you show us the truth, we're gonna reject it uh, because we're we, we've been grown into our feelings. Mm. We've been grown into our feelings. What make us feel good? Our, our mothers, our, our, our teachers, our, our principals have a peace. What make us feel good? So we don't know how to deal with discomfort. Uh, so we reject what's make us discomfort. It can be good for, but we gonna reject it, homie. Let me ask y'all about the, the life insurance, cause they always talk about life insurance, and black male always get scared. I don't want to buy the life insurance. Can someone please break that down? Why you should have life insurance? Well, you go die. Yeah. First of all, <laughs> like my brother said, we are gonna die one day. But there's a situ- But this is the thing. I'm a little older. I'm probably the oldest brother up in... Well, I don't know. We'll let, you have, we'll let you have it for now. I'm the OG. We'll let you have it for now. Back in my day, you don't see this today, the insurance companies went door to door. Yes, sir. Yeah. And they were selling cheap-ass policies to our parents. There are different type of insurance policies. There are insurance policies that you could pay for into for 50 years, and they're only worth $3,000. And then there are insurance policies that wealthy, wise people use that they pay into. The insurance policy grows, it grows bigger. You can borrow a, from it. And it's a tax write-off. You don't pay taxes on that. So even major um, companies have insurance policies. It's a way to grow your money. You can borrow, as my mm-hmm. brother said, and you can reduce your tax burden. So insurance is a means that the wealthy use to grow wealth and it is a means that the wealthy, wealthily, the, the wise use to suck the blood of our people. So yeah, now this new generation of thinking of black people, we don't get insurance at all. I'm going to give an example because I just went through this with my mother. When she was younger, she got a policy um, and she it was a very large policy. But uh, what they didn't tell her is it was term. Mm-hmm. So that's the term. Yeah. So you got whole life and term. Whole yeah. life and term. Yes. Life. Whole life ain't shit. That's whole right. Shit. Term life is looks beautiful. That's when right. you're young and you want to leave something behind for your What's kids. The difference? Right. Term life is 
to your 65. So let's say you're a good person. You you you're not no you're not no fucking person. You go to work every day. You check on your health. You get a term. That shit goes out at 65. You probably gonna live to 80. Cause you live right. You go to you get your regular checkup. But soon as ter- your term your ends, as soon as you turn 66, it goes up every year. Your policy that was fifty dollars is now six hundred. That was gross. Next year, that's it's right. Twelve hundred. That's right. Next year, it's sixteen hundred. That's right. And every year it goes up into the point where you can't even afford it no more. That's right. But you get a whole life policy. You need $20,000. That's a hell of a scam. Well, right? No, it's a super scam. Yeah. And that's been going on in the black community for years. Like I said, I remember when I was a little boy, those companies went they door were, to door. There was a snake oil sale. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. My, my mom them used to pay them. They yeah. take the payment they at your house. At the door. They come yeah. and check mine. Yeah. Hey, yeah. like, yeah, yeah, for real. Can you buy life insurance on... Someone else I know. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you go be the homeless person. Yeah, yeah. I like people <laughs> saying, you live a reckless life. I'm no, what you don't, policy. what you don't know is they do do it. They do yeah, it. They no, do I know the, 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 the record labels will put a no, life insurance policy on the artists. Hey, I would just say, back in the day, all the women knew to put life insurance on the car for That They may be broke up 15 years. Hey, listen. Yeah, they might I know you out here wilding. But crazy. she gonna go cash in. That's when you heal. Uh, this what that's what the church is supposed to be doing. The church is supposed to be saying, "I got a congregation." The church can go get the same insurance that the job got. Corporate insurance. The church is used to man. The they church used to use the church. Yeah, they used to use the church, homie. To, to, to get us what we need. Everything used to flow through the church and it was righteous. When the slaves, when, when black people wanted to do something in secret, nigga, they met at the church. Secretly met somewhere at the church. The church used to be the lifeline of, of who we are as a people. We don't have that no more, right? So we look to the nonprofits. Who's teaching us this? You know, the truth of the matter is, a lot of white people don't even know this. Mm. There's a certain level of ignorance in America, period. Mm. We just always at the lowest of the low. Yeah. Right. Black folks. We the ignorant yeah. of the ignorant. So let me ask, and this is for both of y'all, because y'all come from that, from an era where, you know, it was kind of glorified to like, man, I live past 21. I I won't let it see past 25. When y'all were coming up, did y'all have the same mindset as far as what the movies possess? Like, I'm, I'm, I probably won't live to see 25 living in my neighborhood or living from where I'm from. I won't, I don't think about 40 years old. I don't think about being 50 or retiring because I'm not in that environment that we survived till we we're 65. So to me, is that something that y'all went through coming up as far as? I did. I, I grew, I mean, I, when I look back, when I look back, I'm like one of the, the few people who done survived my hood. Yeah. And so I never, I never thought that I would reach 52. And I really thought that I either would have murdered somebody and got life or did a long lot of time for selling drugs back in the day. Um, And so, yeah, I just, you know, I think about that often, about my boys who who dead and gone. Yeah, I look at it like when you say the ignorance of trying to learn something or even life insurance, is some people don't even invest in, they don't feel like it's a good investment because they're like, well, you know, I'm not gonna be around long enough to even teach my teach a son what I'm learning. You know what I'm saying? That's I think that was the mentality that was going on because I know I even 
I had that. Like, oh, a, shit, I'm a part of the problem is when you in the gutter, you ain't got shit anyway. I was just yeah. about to say that, man. When you when you coming from where we coming from. The word, unless you had the life insurance man coming at your door, <laughs> right. you don't know nothing about That's it. That's right. That's right. And then the crazy part is, like you say, until something happens where you have to use insurance, you don't even know what's well, going to happen well, with well, that. Well, well, think about this, homie. The average poor motherfucker, you can't, insurance ain't on the budget. Car insurance, house right. insurance, <laughs> life that's insurance. Food. That's, that's a yeah, bill. That's the last year. Let me, let me veggie back on something, though. And this is pre before my generation came in. I'm a I'm I'm part of the hip hop generation Generation X at the top. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The generation before me is the bo- the baby boomers. Yeah. Okay. There was a time in the black community, if you died and wasn't attending a church, you couldn't have a funeral in a church anyway. That's how funeral homes came into existence because when you would die, you would yeah, be celebrated at your house. Mm. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah. So, so, and then out of that grew funeral homes because churches would not allow you to have your funeral at their church because you wasn't a member. Didn't you pay tithes. Exactly. You wasn't, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And then what happened was <clears throat> the church, some could say being greedy or saw a business opportunity, out of the church grew funeral homes. Now in this modern era, a lot of the funeral black funeral homes are owned by corporations. Corporations came in and bought all the black funeral homes up. So you may see a black face, but it ain't owned by black people. My point is, is that there was a time insurance wasn't that important either. And when it became important, like my brother was saying, they went door to door. Those was junk policies. I remember my mother had like five junk policies. They was junk. Was- Oh yeah, what I'm saying is they like my brother had he broke down whole life and term. There were policies my mom would have been paying in for years, and I remember we having a little financial problem, and she wanting to cash them in, and the shit wasn't worth nothing. So it's it's a reason why there's a law for you to have insurance. There's a reason why uh, there's a fight over health insurance and. And the doctor saying, well, if you got this kind of insurance, I ain't, that's the biggest scam in this country. Slavery was insured. The boats that passed right. the slaves had insurance on them. That's it. right. You, you, you see what I'm saying? So, yeah, that's uh, yeah. Think about that. Uh, no, yeah. So it, it's a scam, yeah. right? So uh, one thing about, I ain't going to put no color to this. Uh, one thing about the wise man, he know how to get his insurance money. He don't pay insurance all his life and don't utilize his insurance. Yeah. We uh, pay home insurance and and, 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 and and never have a flood in our home. Uh, we'll never have a damage to our roof because we want to be good people and we never learn the system. Mm-hmm. Uh, we believe uh, you abide by the system and, and, and people find ways to, I wouldn't say cheat the system, but there are loopholes created for the system, and, and some people never learn to look for the loopholes. Uh, the wise rich men always find the loopholes. Mm-hmm. That's uh, true. It's so crazy. My mother's roof was coming in. She paid HOA fee, home insurance, all her life. All, all since she owned her, the roof was caving in. They said, oh, it's, it's not caving in enough. Yeah. He, he, this he, we can't we can't condemn this motherfucker. Well, 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 they see, like to collect, <laughs> but they don't like to pay well, out. Well, 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 here's the thing: uh, the niggas, 
The niggas. Now, niggas. Not, 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 not the nigga. <laughs> the, 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 the niggas would stage a house fire yes. to collect. Yes, two, <laughs> two, 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 two niggas learn how to slip and fall in the stove and fall on the insurance. Oh, my neck and my back. Two niggas learn how to have fender benders and act like they didn't know each other and collect on the insurance. Hop on in that moment. Everybody hop in. But you know what, though? If As black people, though, if you study a lot of these insurance companies, they became rich off of slavery. They So, like, my veggie back on what my brother was saying, you know, the boats that were designed to bring our ancestors from Mother Africa to the so-called New World, each one of those bodies was insured. And I'm not going to be anti-Semitic, but the truth of the matter is many Jews were behind the insurance companies that insured those slave ships. And so today, these companies that we're dealing with getting insurance policies, they've been around for hundreds of years. And a lot of them was rooted out of our suffering. Yeah. Man, Charles, let me ask you, uh, when you see a young black child either murdered or something happens and there's no insurance policy there, but there's a GoFundMe to ask, you know, the community or whoever, strangers to please help me bury my, you know, bury our nephew, bury our son, bury our friend. What are your thoughts when you see that as far as insurance should be taking care of that? But uh, now we're looking to strangers to help get this 10,000 GoFundMe started the next day. Uh, when, a, when, a, when a child dies, there should be no strangers uh, in, in our communities. Uh, yeah, there, there, there should be no strangers. But... Uh, 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 nobody's obligated to us but us, homie. There used to be a time where if a child died uh, and they didn't have no insurance, that family didn't have to reduce themselves to have to be shamed while mourning the community. Church, homie. Uh, but when, 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 you, when you prophetize, when you put a profit on, 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 there's a profit on death. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Profit on death. Motherfucker, get your organs. Them organs going somewhere. Your skin go be sold. Uh, man, I, only, I might even do something with y'all. You, you know what I'm saying? So, but but there's a profit to it. So, even a preacher get a fee for That's preaching right. that day at the funeral because they had That's to right. open the church up on a day that's normally not open. Charge a fee. Yeah, yeah. So, 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 what I'm saying is. Uh, what about our nation of people? When a mother loses a child and have to bury a child, there are other mothers who can connect with their pain. If nothing else, they can put themselves in her shoes and imagine what they would feel. The convictions of the village is supposed to make everybody stand up. But you know, at one time, at one time we were a closer community, we would have parties to raise money. To help each other with funerals, to help each other with That's what pay the rent. Um, but I will say that I know me and my family, we've paid, I personally have paid for funerals out of my pocket. It's really sad. But I do remember, because I've been working in the community most of my d- adult life. I do funerals, I've done many funerals. Yeah. And um, I've seen funeral homes work with families too. But like you said, it's big business, and if you really pay attention, it's a company called Batesville. I see their damn trucks all in our neighborhood. They sell caskets. 
I don't see them. I don't never see them in white neighborhoods. I see them pulling up, unloading their caskets right in in, a, in the black neighborhood. These funeral homes, and it's such a big business. Like I said, in the probably in the last fifteen to twenty years, big corporations bought out the black funeral homes. Most black funeral homes in America ain't black no more. They just got black faces. I feel that. And it's crazy because, you know, African community, they uh, they have weight keepings. They celebrate. They bring all their money together to help the family, and they do it again for whoever else family that passed. So they don't really, like, mourn. They celebrate weight keeping. Everybody throw money. They throw money on everybody dancing. They take the money up, give it to the family, because someone else in, the, in this community is going to die. Therefore, we're going to do the same thing, and everybody pay their dues almost. I hate that we don't have that in our community. Uh, like Charles was saying, I mean, it's, it's the mentality of the, we gotta get the American back. nigga. No, we got to get it back. We once had it. Mm. So we got to go back. We had to study what happened to us. Why are we so divided today? We had it one time in our community. I, I'm old enough, but I'm young enough. I remember when I was coming up, if I did something wrong in the hood, your mother could tell me, mm-hmm. stop. And beat my ass. But I also remember that was started changing. Where families start fighting and shooting each other. Because you said something to their child. So what happened to us? And you hit it on the head earlier. The music. The music. The culture. People behind. The scene. Setting the tone. They're benefiting. I heard a brother say this earlier today. He said that music has done to our community like crack cocaine did. Crack cocaine made a lot of people rich, but it fucked up our hood. That's what music has done. Man, true. Do y'all feel like any of the do y'all feel like any of the gun laws have anything to do with anything? Hell no. Nah. I don't have nothing don't. to do with it. It's the nah. mindset that uh, I feel other people. Well, you, you got where are they getting these damn guns from though? Well, <laughs> go to a gun show. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Well, it depends on where you're at. Now, see, I'm from New York. New York had, growing up in the 80s, the toughest gun laws, and they still do in America. Your ass would get three to five for a bullet. And so, but then in the South, the Midwest, and the rest of the country, it was more lenient. But we got to study that, too, because we're in Texas. And what Texas said is, now nah, we're going to go back to where it used to be. And so I tell people as black people, we have our opinion based on our sojourn in America, which is understandable. But when you step back and you see why the Caucasian is upset with the government about guns, they have a legitimate reason. Because when the 13 colonies was under the British, the British confiscated their weapons. And they would seize their homes. So the First Amendment is what? Freedom of speech. Yes, freedom of speech. Second Amendment is right to bear arms. arms. And so what the white man is saying against his the powers to be is, you have no right to take that from us. This is what the founding fathers created this country based on. Plus, there's nothing in the white man's constitution that says, if I'm a convicted felon, I can't have a weapon. That's what the British was saying. You guys are criminal. You're going against the law of the British, and you don't have the right to bear arms. Now, where do we play a role in this equation as black people? We don't. 
the mentality. My brother said the mentality. We take our guns and we kill each other. Yep. See? And so the white man don't mind white people having guns. It's just niggas they don't want to have guns. The Black Panthers took the white man's law and used it against him. And when the white man, Reagan in particular, he was the governor of California, up against the Black Panthers saw all that, that's where the gun laws start changing. They don't want black folk to have guns. That's why it's very, very dangerous for a black man to have a gun legally or illegally. True. Yeah, for real. For real. That's facts. Uh, what I want to do is um, I want to go around the room uh, as we, uh, of course, sign out. Um, I definitely want y'all's thoughts as far as, you know, just for our people as far as what do you expect as far as not only education-wise, but what would you like to see, you know, for what you feel a young black student coming into adulthood should be learning towards, whether business, whether family, whether law, you know, whatever, you know, treating a woman. What do y'all feel is the importance of a young black kid coming up in America? Go ahead, guys. Um, if it was up to me, my daughter wouldn't even go to school. She would have a private tutor. Right. She would learn trades. She would learn uh, different cultures and language. She would learn survival, attack, survivalist skills, and she would be tutored like that. I wouldn't even let her be in the school because you know, they don't teach you shit no way. She will learn shit that would grow her independently as a person, but not as a, she would not have an education, that, a worldly education. That's real. No, that's true. I um, grew up in a environment where we were just being taught. It wasn't at a public school, but we were being taught the certain things that we needed to do, especially even growing crops, you know, from always doing on-the-hands projects because we were being taught a different way than it was in school. In school, even with the food, uh, the five pyramids of the food, you're getting taught wrong. You know what I mean? Your diet, and that's the one thing that's wrong with us today. The main thing we can't interact with each other is because of how we see each other. So we always going to stay divided and because of our diets and the way we eat. You know what I mean? So we are never able to uh, survive longer to even teach the younger generation. You know what I mean? And the way our children even growing up today, they don't have nothing else showing them what to do that's right. They're... They have the internet, you know what I'm saying? That's always in their face. So when they, like Charles had shared, when they wake up and go to their phone, the only thing that they see is just some bullshit. They have to consciously say, okay, this is what I'm specifically going to look at. I'm going to go look at Discovery Channel. Or I'm going to look at how far is the sun from the moon and, you know, diverse on certain things like that. But they don't be on that because what they see is bullshit. And then we be on bullshit. You know what I mean? Well, we get up, you know, the, the mom... Yeah, and TikToks. You know that's the uh, that's the fucked up thing. Most of the parents is acting like children. Yeah, they walk in and see us watching something that they shouldn't be watching. They're like, oh, they they don't turn, don't close your eyes, don't turn off your eyes. Just hopefully they, yeah. don't, they ain't looking at it. They, they, gonna, they, 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 they ain't gonna they, turn the channel off. You know what I'm saying? That's what it is. Um, and I feel like um, I feel like one thing that we need to learn or teach our youth coming up is um, I'm gonna say credit, man. Uh, one thing that I learned is money is obsolete and only gets you so far in this country. I'm only going by this country because that's the way, if we're going to look at integration compared to separation, if we're going to integrate in this country, then we got to learn the behind the system, scene system as far as how everyone's getting ahead. And it's really credit early on as far as building. You have no financial history in this world with money. You could be 37 with a million dollars. Right. And if, you, if, you, if your credit history is zero, no one will trust you to give you more than what you need. So you're kind of depending on the way, of, the way you're making money. So I definitely feel the youth could use... 
early on education of the importance of credit. Learn about how it works later, but the importance of it, like, instill that, instill that. I feel we'd be better off as a people, man, for real. Can I venture say something to that, too? Please. About this whole credit and money thing? When you have a lot of money and you black, you still feel like a criminal. Mm-hmm. Like, I go to the bank. They wonder how you got it. They don't want, they, like, you don't want to give me my money. Yeah. And then look at me like I'm fucking crazy. Yeah. Manager approval. And then, you know, I do that. I went to draw. I went okay, to go so draw. I, I went to go draw. I went to go go draw ten thousand yeah. dollars. They're like, yeah, we need to call some people. To, I'm like, this is my money, and there's right. more money in there. <laughs> no, well, we got to get verified and make sure that you know you've had it there. Let's let's look at your account history. I'm like, this is my money. Yeah. yeah. If yeah. I was a Caucasian man, it might be like, okay, yeah. let's get it for. No, 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 no. no. They they gonna call the IRS. Yo, yo, oh, that, yeah. no, that's what they told me. They said we gotta report this. Yeah. You can't, you so, know, you know. Yeah. So. So I mean, so it just tri- so you made me think about that because, because when I was younger, and I would have bands, literally happened to me. The police took this shit from me in the airport. Yeah. And now that I'm older, immature, and I know I believe in myself. I ain't no street nigga. And I have bands with me. I be in my mind like just recently. I'm like, I hope you fuck with me. I, I just hope. But why Talk do to, I have to feel yeah, like that? That's real. That's real. That's real. We, gotta, we have to break it up. Yeah. My son, my, the richest motherfucking yeah. back in the history this of America. Right. And we breaking the money up. Yeah, we got to come shit in different. That's crazy, man. It's five of us. Everybody graduated. Yeah, yeah. Come on. And it's crazy. Does your son be who he is? They'll be like, what, what you doing with all this money? Yeah. What am I doing with it? Yeah. What am it's I doing crazy, with man, it? Go I'm going to spend it somewhere. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Black, but see, going back to what you said about credit, if we don't operate like white people, we doing something illegal. Hey. Yep. Hey. That, that's what it all come down to. Because Trust one thing, and one other thing to that, and I'll say when I say what I say, but <laughs> yeah. the science of business, money, what black people got to learn is Everybody borrows money. Everybody. Borrowing money has nothing to do with how much money you have. It's a benefit for me to give you 100000 towards a business venture because I can write it off. Man, that's real. That's real. Oh, message. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for me, man, uh, uh, post, uh, post-crack epidemic, right? Uh, we forgot about a generation uh, of kids that, that was literally born crack babies. We forgot about the crack babies. Uh, we act as if they just disappeared, but they grew up. So the level of violence, uh, uh, what, what you see in our communities is a result of the crack baby having children. The, 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 you, you got the crack mothers who had crack babies. The crack babies became the, the, the P.O. children who, when they had children, they P.O. pushers. So they children are the, are, the, are, the, are the recipients of drill music, right? Yeah. So through the, through the, through the process of, 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 of all these three, three different genres of, of, of music that's affected our culture, uh, Man, you got abuse. Uh, you got uh, fatherless homes. Uh, you got molestation. Uh, you got a lot of pain. 
in the black community, homie. That's why the violence is so extreme. That's why the the acts of violence that we see in videos that's that's committed against each other are so heinous, right? That's pain. A nigga kicking another nigga, stomping another nigga. That's pain. We can get all the education in the world, homie. We can get all the shit in the world. But if I'm in pain and I get to that bank and this motherfucker fuck with me about my money, I'm going to reach over there and slap that motherfucker and go to jail. Real talk. Pain. Real talk. You see what I'm saying? Real talk. I got the money. Mm-hmm. But nigga, I'm going to pull out the gun and shoot like Pooh Shiesty did at the concert with all this money in my pocket because I'm in pain. Respect. You see what I'm saying? Nigga, I'm going to do like Pac-Man Jones. Nigga, throw the money up in there when somebody touch the money and start shooting. Mm. I told y'all not to touch this goddamn money because I'm in pain. So if we don't heal the pain, it don't mean a motherfucking thing, homie. Man, that's real. Man, that's real. Shit, nigga, we in pain right now, nigga. Our daddy's gone. Our mama's, all our mama, we got a generation, nigga. Our mama's were dope fans. We got a generation, nigga, where... If your mama left and she was gone all the time, your neighbor said, y'all come over here and come eat. That's right. And they loved you. That's right. We got a generation of no love, nigga. That's right. And it didn't come to the crack came. That's right. That's real. So, nah, we, if we, don't, we got to put love back into us. Our cousins, nigga, we hate our cousins. We got motherfuckers on you, a gangbang against their own cousins. We got motherfuckers, and listen to me, homie. We got small town cities. Because they small towns, they gang banging and they gang violence is centered around them and their cousins. It's your cousins setting him and your cousin over there with his friends. He's setting them up to rob you because y'all cousins, but y'all, y'all ain't close knit. Him and your mama don't get along. Mm. Grandmama probably was treating him better, so you grew up with just hate and his jealousy. That's rooted in the family. So uh, when we get the knowledge, nigga, when I'm in pain, I'm gonna rob you. I'm gonna betray you when you go to elevating. And so that's why we can't click together, cause we all in pain. So if my tooth hurt, I don't care about your headache, nigga. I'm having migraines. I don't care that you broke your finger. Nigga, if these migraines got me in pain where I'm crying. That's real. So every day we passing niggas that's in pain. That's why when niggas get drunk, they go talk about, yeah, man, I remember. That's why they can't let their childhood go. That's why they put it in their songs. Don't let them have an altercation with their mother or their father. They gonna throw that back up in their face. Because they can't, they hadn't got past the childhood trauma. They marrying this motherfucker because what they went through as a child. Motherfuckers is behaving as adults based on what they did or something happened to them as a child because they hadn't got past it. They hadn't got counseling or they hadn't got the healing. So today we we substitute the pain, nigga, for pleasures. That's why we all want to have fun now. Let's turn up now. Let's get lit. Because we're really in pain. Monday through so, Sunday. I, I, yeah. I, do, I do want to ask you this. Yeah, we just talked, I, yeah, we just talked about this. And, but we had a specific topic. I'm just curious on your thoughts on it. And we said, uh, why do young black men... Well, I don't want to touch on it. I don't want to do it. Do it. <laughs> I don't do it. Hey, as a matter of fact, Rook, uh, no, what, what you got? What you got? Oh, no. no Stacey, Stacey spoke on it. Uh, but what you got as far as... Um, yeah, I was just feeling what y'all Yeah, I was about to say, I don't know how you can follow that one. And I feel... I just want to say something about the pain. And... That nigga Rook being so much pain. I've been through a lot of pain. One thing I just want to 
just give out knowledge to my brothers is when I smoke, drink, do all that shit, I sober completely up. And I had to process everything that went through me. And that really helped me. You know what I'm saying? Like just having to process the pain. And yeah. that, and that, it would like I think about how I would get over on my brother or do something to that and I had to just look at it and be like, bro, I'm in pain. How could I'm going to do something bad to you because I feel bad. Misery yeah. love company. Yeah. So I'm Can I say something? I'm going to veggie back on something that you said earlier and tied to this whole thing about pain. You said it in a very crude way, but I got the message. When you said it's more important to know who my daddy was and who my daddy's daddy was and my lineage, that is very important. Yeah. You know, Because... That's the knowledge of self. Mm -hmm. Amen. When we have to get a knowledge of who we are, you said something very crude but very real. We are new people. We're not the African that was enslaved. We are just a part of that because when they enslaved our ancestors, they raped our women and mixed their blood with us. Mm -hmm. And then our blood was mixed with the Native American. We're a new people come up in America, the hells of North America under all kind of pain and suffering, 400 years of being raped and displaced and taken like you talked about from our parents and moved around. And now, so we're at the, the zenith of our pain now. We got internal pain from our past. We got pain from our present suffering. And we don't know who we are. Yeah. And we gotta get a knowledge of ourselves Cause we're not that African. When you meet that African, no disrespect to them, you can tell we not the same. Yeah. If you really study, no offense to Africans, or especially East Africans and stuff, you'd be like, mm, I see how they got us. Mm -hmm. Because we are strong people. Like we're we've been under hell. And so we also need professionals who gonna understand our pain. If we're gonna get counseling, there you go. And see, and this is why when you asked me that question, Frederick Douglass said it is much easier to create strong children than it is to repair broken men. They repair broken men, but no problem. That's why so many programs for reentry, and we don't focus on the boys to create them as soldiers. The science, right? So when when he asked that question. I went inside an institution at the age of 14 that created strong children. I went into a whole environment that repaired all my childhood issues, homie. So when I came out at 21, homie, I ain't got no issue. I ain't got no issues. Nigga, we've been in, man, I, we've been in therapeutic sessions. Man, we've been in psychodrama acting out. Nigga, I ain't got no issues. I said, aha. My issue was when I came back to the community, nigga, the community was fucked up. I've been gone seven years in a positive environment. When I get out in 1998, the community fucked up, nigga. Master P rapping about ghetto dope, how to cook crack. The dope game in 98 was damn near like the 80s. Yeah. It was logical to sell dope for black boys. It made sense economically and logically it made sense because the rewards were so great because you really didn't know the risk. Right. So we have to start holding people accountable. 
I heard y'all talking about the Super Bowl, I believe, performance. Yeah. Yeah. And you must be talking about Snoop Dogg. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He must be held accountable. i never forget Adidas came to me. We was, uh, I think I was at like, like, I was at the draft with my son. Adidas came to me and said, oh, Snoop Dogg want to meet Ezekiel. I said, no interest. Now, I'm going to tell you why. I'm, I had no interest because, first of all, as a gang specialist, Working in Northside St. Louis, I saw what Crips and Bloods and that mentality and how it destroying our young people. And for you and to me, Brother Snoop represents disrespective women, black women in particular, pimping black women, gang banging, and you're telling me, and I saw it at the Super Bowl, doing the Crip walk. What he was wearing, you're sending a message. That shit, you getting rich off of that, but our community is going further and further into the abyss of hell. Who's going to hold him accountable? Preach. He's a good brother, but everybody need to be held accountable. Preach, man. I'm going to leave it at that, man. Jeff, did you want to touch base on as far as I know you a a young black father? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think, um, you know, especially for me, like growing up as a kid, Sometimes you don't know what direction you want to go into, and you might find a passion that you tap into. I remember being in a school where I took a program where at 13, 14, we, we could have got certified, network certified, and actually been able to get a job at 16 making 80000 plus. And I just thought, man, just think about a person who has no direction, who could take a class and maybe intern and do some things. And, and you know, when, when you see something that you've never seen before, it can make you aim higher. Mm-hmm. So I just think, you know, um, having these programs in the school, like, you know, you've seen Town View and like Oak Cliff or something, yeah, and they got all these dope, they got all these dope programs, and now you get all these dope kids from, from that school that they go on to do great things. So I feel like um, having programs that um, kids oh, can actually go intern, go chase their dream at a young age, like you said, as a kid, you're going to be focused. You know, whatever you do, you're probably going to put 110% as a kid. When you get older, you got responsibilities, kids. You got to work. Yeah. You don't got time to really dive into your talent. So that would be my thing that I have. Man, that's a blessing, man. What I want to do is, uh, once again, thank you guys for coming on the podcast, man. Uh, you know, we got some big hitters here, man. We yeah, got, man. Uh, oh, yeah, Charles yeah. and Wyatt. We got yeah. Oh, no. Stacey I was following this up. It's all down here. We got Kim, <laughs> God, man. Well, well, next time, we're going to have some hoes. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. That's all right. Man, everybody, uh, uh, give, y'all, uh, give your social medias as far as uh, how to follow you, man, for them to uh, make sure they reach out to your platform. Uh, band Charleston White uh, Instagram uh, and the real Charleston White on YouTube and also the website. Oh yeah, the real Charleston White dot com. Yeah, you got man, that nigga yeah. girl over there, man. Never <laughs> yeah, ignorant, yeah. never ignorant, getting goals accomplished. Yeah. And I'm on Instagram. I'm uh, Fifth Down Management. You can look me up or Ambassador Elliot on Facebook, Stacy Elliot, Twitter, Stacy Elliot. Yeah, Jam Vision Scam Guy. Uh, all you gotta do is put in Cam God on Instagram. Shoot, I'll pop up. Yeah, now you know it's the same life. thing on YouTube. It's real Life Productions, man. Yeah, real Life us. Productions. You know uh, L Y F E, Real Life Street Stars. L-Y. There you go. Right, right. Thank you.